and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. And uh, this is the Friday before uh, the 4th of July weekend. And I have a three-day weekend. I had like a 48-hour work week. It was really busy. And really, I don't want to have Monday off because I need work to do and everything's due on Friday the following week. But it all worked out. Well, um, I thought I'd start off with uh, a new thing I'm trying on Twitter. And it's kind of like music that means a lot to me. And uh, I I wanted just to hit a few highlights. What got me thinking about this is um, there I, I was I was on uh, the NB what do you call it the a browser essentially and news was flashing across and I saw that Travis Baker from Blink 182 has been hospitalized. Um, and uh with pancreatitis and it was really bad and uh i was thinking about bands that mean a lot to me and i knew blink was was a band that means a hell of a lot to me in other words i like all their music and all their albums and i follow them over and over again in every incarnation that could possibly happen and uh i uh was thinking about when i was younger like you know albums that that meant a lot to me or eight tracks in this case and uh i remember one specific one i listened to a lot of eight tracks there was a lot of eight tracks my parents had and then my uncle billy uh when i was being babysat by my grandmother uh my grandmother would try to put me to sleep by putting these big ass headsets you know into the stereo in my uncle billy's old room he wasn't living there anymore but i guess he left his stereo and record player there and there weren't a lot of records i remember that she ever played for me but i do remember the eight tracks that she played for me over and over again those ones i i didn't become real fond of and i think it was because i was forced to take a nap to these music <laughs> And I remember it was Elton John, so I never became an Elton John fan. It was with the the album the uh, album with Rocket Man, and then I would hear the Doobie Brothers like over and over and over again, and uh, I kind of grew to dislike them because I was forced to take a nap to these two bands. But uh, one that I was really fond of was the Beatles' "Let It Be." And uh, to this day, I could just hear it over and over and over again. And I used to sit in front of this. It it was this weird unit. And I've seen some people post it on Twitter or Facebook. Um, On the left-hand side, it had... uh, It looked like a cabinet. And underneath the cabinet, the top part of the cabinet on the left was a record player... And then on the right was like a stereo where you could control the speakers and it had AM, FM. And then in the center console, it had a place where you could store records and stuff like tapes and all kinds of stuff. And in the middle, there was an 8-track player. And you could, you know, if you opened up the middle, these little panels in the middle, it would like slide to the right. Uh, You could put in an 8-track. And I just remember listening 
over and over again to the Beatles' Let It Be. Uh, my mom was an Elvis fan, so she had tons of Elvis. But what really meant a lot to me was every song on Beatles' Let It Be was incredible to me as a kid growing up. And then later on, um, I got to experience more Beatles because... There was a, a Beatles, I haven't been able to find this one, uh, at least this specific one. It was called Beatles One and had a red album in front. And it was kind of like their hits album. And when I was a kid, you know, my, my dad was a firefighter. My mom was a part-time uh, bookkeeper. We didn't have a lot of money, but they saved up money throughout the year so we could go on this, like, family vacation. And it was a week-long vacation and we couldn't have we couldn't fly anywhere or god forbid if we uh stayed at a hotel uh ever we my dad had this apache camper you know a pop-up camper and he'd attach it to the pickup truck and then the pickup truck had a shell around it and he had built these cushion beds amazing my dad is very talented at building things uh, like a bed in the middle and then two benches that you could sleep on that were long that extended the entire cab uh sorry back up part of the pickup and uh he built like these he bought some speakers and built these extensions that could go to the back <laughs> and he would control like what we listened to on cassette and uh on the way to Disneyland one year, we listened to the Beatles one album like over and over again. And I became obsessed with the Beatles. And it reminds me of going to my cousin's house. Uh, I had I have cousins in California. Unfortunately, he passed away. He was killed. Um, but in a crazy murder thing where they try to take his lunch. I can't believe this asshole. Uh, but... Uh, he was a huge fan of the Beatles and he like he had every Beatles album and he kind of turned his name was Chris and he turned me on to all the Beatles. So I just wanted to say uh, a shout out to the Beatles because uh, they were influential on my growing up as a kid and I had a good life. Um and I listened to a Beatles a lot. So that's uh, one thing I wanted to talk about. And then I thought I'd go into some questions. Uh, I might have a handful left. Uh, maybe not that much because I, I marathoned Nick Wetmore's. But I do have a few from Dallow Spicer. He says, a question for Mike M's Weekly Reads. The ever-growing number of the Bat Family characters, Spider-Man-related characters, Earth Green Lanterns, etc., does this water down the brands, and is it detrimental in the long term? No, I like change a lot. And uh, I was just reading the latest volume. I think it's 2021, maybe 2021 to 2022, Green Lantern. And they introduced a little girl. And instead of, she's like a little girl. Well, actually, it wasn't introduced in that. It was introduced in like a Young Justice by Brian Michael Bendis. But uh, she had a gauntlet that she could, you know, use like a ring. And... This is like an incredible run of Green Lanterns. And it has every single one. I mean, 
uh, all the Earth Green Lanterns, Baz, uh, Jessica, Hal, Guy, John, Stuart, and this new little girl, which I, I don't remember her name, unfortunately. And she's really not a Green Lantern. In, in, in fact, the Guardians are mystified by the gauntlet because if you know the history of the Guardians, one of, one of the Guardians became evil and his name was Krona. And he became a big-time villain for the Green Lanterns and the Guardians. And the gauntlet is manifesting like the gauntlet that Krona used. And they can't figure out the origin, so they want to take this gauntlet off this girl, and she doesn't want to take it off. But I, like, love the change of Green Lanterns. And I love that each Green Lantern is unique in their own rights. John is becoming like my favorite but before John it was Kyle like I I loved Kyle uh when he came on in the 90s like took over for Hal um Hal was always too like stern and uh humorless and I I never bonded with him although I loved his comics in the back of Flash and then when he had his own series Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps I really I really dug the Hal stories, but um, and I always liked Guy Gardner, but Guy Gardner didn't really turn it up until Justice League International. Uh, Spider-Man related characters, I- I'm enjoying them all. Uh, Spider-Gwen, Silk, uh, Silk I like a little more than Spider-Gwen. Uh, all the Spider-Ham, I enjoy him. Uh, ben Riley, I really enjoy the clone. I- I'm a I was late to the Clone Saga, and I read it in bulk, and I became a huge Ben Riley fan. Like I read the Omnibus, and then now I'm reading uh, Spider Amazing Spider-Man Beyond, and featuring Ben Riley. And then there's a Ben Riley series. I'm reading that. Uh, huge fan of that. So I, I like change, and I like when they change this, and I like legacy change. I like when Batman was replaced by uh Azriel as Batman and then later replaced by Dick and then I love the entire Bat family um there's a new I am Batman uh that that features uh, one of the uh brothers uh, uh, of Lucius one of the sons of Lucius Fox uh the there's the Batwing um yeah, I just I, I love all that legacy stuff, and I don't think it waters it down or is detrimental long term at all. Uh, no. Uh, so would you rather keep it minimal as it used to be? No. Hell no. I hope I I, I take it by the the way you're wording that question that you think it is watered down. You'll have to talk to me uh, later on. I'd like to know what you think, but I I'm com I I'm like. Throw me another Green Lantern, man. I'll all for it. Uh, they're all unique in their own right. Uh, so hopefully I, I talked about the Bat family characters. I do feel that there are a little too many Robins. And my favorite Robin is Tim Drake. And he has the longest running Robin series. And uh, Dick was Robin for just a small portion of my life. Like... It was mostly known to me as Robin through the Teen Titans, um, and then some backup features in Bat Family early on, and uh, 
when he was with Barbara Gordon and, and going to college and stuff like that. But I, I didn't read a lot of his early adventures. And then when uh, I, I, I really liked Jason Todd, but he wasn't there for a long time. Like, I was, this is the rebel bat, you know, uh, Robin. And then from Jason Todd, it become Tim Drake. And I was like, man, this is the smart, calculated Robin that came out of so much tragedy an identity crisis and losing his mom and dad and um, being with Spoiler and the relationships that I've had and the pregnancy and so many things with Tim and so many issues to enjoy that he he really became big. And uh, then you got Duke, which was kind of like a Robin, but not quite. And then Damien, you know, Damien grew on me. I was like, this fucking kid, he's a spoiled brat, but he he just, he's like that awful kid you never want, but then he just grows on you, and you become compassionate with him. So I, I, I do like all the Robins. I just think there's too much, and it's a little confusing in terms of the way, like they... They didn't make things confusing up to the point of uh, Flashpoint and beyond that started New 52. New 52 tried to uh, retwist around Tim's origin, and that really screwed things up for me. But I always think of Flashpoint as not a break in continuity. It's really a continuous Flashpoint event caused the New 52 and then kind of grew into this own little world. So, um, yeah, that's how I feel. I hope that answers your question. Dallow also asks, when you retire, would you consider working part-time in a comic shop? Uh, do you talk or share your knowledge with customers? Uh, yes, I, I do that a lot at Ed's. Uh, matter of fact, I know more about comics than Ed does. So when there are detailed questions, I'll be able to answer them and... I don't mean to brag, but I know a lot about comics, even comics I don't read, because I read previews, like, extensively. I read the fanzines. I know a lot about comics. I listen to podcasts. I'm just well-rounded in terms of comics. Yes, there's some comics that's, that come back and surprise me, but they're they're very rare. Um, like, I ran across a Reed Richards title from Marvel, and I didn't remember that one at all. And he's kind of like a Indiana Jones, the early adventures of Reed Richards. So, yeah, I still run across shit that I'm not aware of. And uh, books that, like, are new to me, like uh, uh, Verotic. Uh, I have always skipped out of the Glenn Danzig comics, and now I'm getting into them. And uh, I picked up a few. As a matter of fact, I cover one on this weekly read. But, uh, yeah, I, I would love to work part-time and maybe not work for money, but work for comics. In other words, keep a few of those DC books coming into my, uh, if, if it works out. Like, I've talked to Ed about it. And uh, he has another employees that do it that just work for comics. They don't work for cash at all. And that's kind of what I would do is I'd be working labor for any kind of comic that I wanted to keep up on. And uh, I, I think it would be fun. <clears throat> I think if it was my old store, it would stress me the fuck out. But because it wouldn't be my store, um, <clears throat> I would have fun kind of helping customers and um, learning new aspects of it. Like I'm, I'm really good with comic books, but I don't know shit about cards. 
or anything, any sports cards, or if you go into gaming like Magic and Pokemon, and that's part of his business. Toys, I'm pretty knowledgeable on, uh, but they have to be like superheroes, Star Wars, or, or toys that I know. Like, I don't know Fortnite or any of the, the, the newer properties, but you put, you know, Marvel Image or Image DC or Valiant, I, I know those toys uh, in and out. And um, I would be able to help in that area. And I know magazines pretty well, comic magazines uh, fairly well. The the part of the business that would be new to me is uh, definitely the cards, role-playing games, because I've never done them and I have no interest in them. But I would have to learn a little bit about them, at least what this deck is and what its purpose is, because uh, you'd have to be able to help people with that. So you'd at least... I don't think I'd ever have interest in playing those games, by the way. But I hope that answers your question. And then uh, another question uh, from uh, Dallow. So this is Dallow's questions. All uh, the last episode was all Nick's, and uh, this this is all. And thanks, Dallow, because I know I know you go out of your way, and you, you listen to this podcast. Obviously, that you're the only one that proactively sends me questions uh nobody else does that i have to beg for them and then i'll get some more questions but uh, i appreciate the fact that uh you'll just randomly think of something and then send it to me well your last question here is uh to help solve storage problems and allow uh you to obtain big books expensive would you consider selling bulk parts of your collection to fund the books which might otherwise be outside of your allotted budget uh not right now um because the cheap books i love as much as the expensive books but as i want to I, it's going to be hard for me i'm going to have to trim down this collection at some point and um it's it just going to be a part of me getting old. Uh, and it's not that I, I... If I could live forever and be immortal, I, I would just keep growing and keep growing comics, uh, buying more and more storage units. But... <laughs> or just buy a bigger house. Um, shit, I would buy a storage unit just for me. <laughs> and then have like, a, okay, you can't rent anything from the top floor. That's dedicated for for me or something to that effect but uh the the horror story that happened with uh uh challengers the guy losing you know lots of comics in his storage unit is very scary by the way it's very scary but uh i i don't put the valuable ones in there at least he had his entire collection in there whether it was captain america 100 or whatever he lost everything it was it was gone and that included his brother's collection as well so um i wanted to uh get some questions answered and then i'm going to try to marathon through um two weeks worth of books and this week was an interesting week this is uh june 6th through june 12th why was this week interesting because it was covid week um my weeks go from monday to sunday and 
Monday was the first day I tested positive for COVID, even though I started showing symptoms on Sunday prior. So I call this COVID week. I wrote it at the top. And to tell you the truth, there were starting COVID week, I, I didn't want to read a comic book. I just didn't have the energy. I had to do mindless entertainment stuff. But as I, I sort of started healing towards Thursday, late Thursday, I started reading a lot of comics. So I did get a lot of comics read, and I didn't work. I only worked like a total of four hours from home that week and uh, mostly just took a vac unplanned vacation. It wasn't good and it wasn't relaxing because of, I was burning fever 24-7 on, on, on Monday, actually, um, and of that, that week. And... Um, it wasn't a good week overall, but uh, I, I did get a lot of mindless entertainment uh, watched early in the week. I didn't want anything I had to concentrate on. Um, but some of the things that I watched that week, uh, I gave a movie 3 out of 5 uh, Gator Bait. This was a movie on AMC+. Plus. It's an old movie. And I remember going to the video store and seeing this movie on the VHS rentals back in the day and wanting to rent it but never seeing it. So I was on Twitter and I follow a lot of, uh, of uh, people that are horror buffs. So I'm always looking for their posts on what they're watching and... I always question them and say, was it streaming? Did you watch it streaming anywhere? So when they say yes I'll, and I'm interested in it, I will check out those um, areas. And there is, let's see if I can find her. Yes, uh, her name is uh, Miss Ella Warren. I follow her on Twitter. Her her handle is at Comics and Roses, and uh, she doesn't. I, I talk to her on on the Twitters mostly about movies that she watches, but um, she's also a comic fan. Uh, she likes uh, tends to like retro stuff way more than current stuff, but she does get current stuff. Uh, not a lot of Marvel and DC, but, you know, she gets stuff, but she likes uh, older issues. And uh, I, I kind of know what she does, but she loves her horror movies. She watches a lot of horror movies. And she posted about Gator Bait, and uh, I wanted to watch it. It's about uh, in the the bayous of one of those. There's a, uh, she's hunts gators, and I guess that's illegal or I don't I don't know she's trapping gators and I don't think you can trap them so one of these guys uh, and his buddy see her do it and they're like oh man I gotta have sex with her she's hotter than hell and she's a beautiful actress I have to look her up uh, she died really young I think in her 20s in a car accident but she's beautiful in gator bait and she's the one she's kind of plays a, a girl that uh they kill her family, uh, they kill her sister, essentially. And then her and her brother, her young brother, seek revenge of these police force, you know, uh, Cajun men. And 
police officer or, uh, and her, the police officer's son and uh, pick them off one by one. And that's Gator Bait. Uh, but, but I gave it a three out of five. It was mindless entertainment <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Um, because the app sucks and I, I cast it, uh, it's the sucky AMC Plus app kind of sucks for casting. I couldn't get the closed caption, and I can't hear what the fuck, and then the sound quality is sort of bad, but uh, I got the gist of everything, and I, I did eventually get the closed caption to work. <laughs> I think it's a combination of AMC's app sucking and uh, my internet sucking as well, but the uh, you know all the other apps I seem to be okay with. Uh, I want. I like bowling. I was in a bowling league with my wife for for many many years, and uh, I, I wasn't that great. My average was like 160. My last game, I bowled like a 260. <laughs> I had the best game I ever, and then retired. Uh, I didn't retire because I bowled the. Well, my dad always said you're as good as your last game, so I was like, I want to be that good, so I'm gonna quit. But uh, I, I bowled an incredible. I had strikes everywhere in my last game. But I knew after that season, um, I was going to sort of retire because I started to get, uh, I played basketball and tennis and like I was real sports active. Well, I have like this like tennis elbow and it was becoming really agitated when I was bowling. So I sort of retired bowling uh, at least on a weekly basis because I just couldn't take it. It was really hurting. And the more I learned to put spin on the ball, the more I would tweak my elbow. So <laughs> I uh, I uh, just uh, sort of retired. But there's a, a, a sitcom. I think I was watching it on Paramount Plus, a CBS show, called How We Roll. It was sort of loosely based on a true story about this guy that worked in manufacturing at a auto place. And uh, he loses his job in Detroit and... Uh, He's convinced by one of the guys who owns a bowling alley that he should try for, you know, joining the bowling tour. And uh, it's pretty good comedy. It ha- he's there with his wife, who's a hairstylist, and he has one son that uh, is kind of ostracized because he likes to be in plays and does music and tap dancing. But uh, th- they play that strong in the early episodes, and then the kid sort of just vanishes and barely comes back. It's mostly about him and his wife and the people at the bowling alley. But it was a really good show. I I gave it a 4 out of 5. And then I watched another show. I I can't remember. I think this was on Hulu. It's called Killing It. And uh, it stars the actor that's in, one of the actors that's in uh, The Office. Um, But I can't remember his name. And an actress that plays an Australian and, and it basically centers around early, at least, about killing uh, the uh, snakes that are not indigenous uh, in Florida because they're killing all the animals. And they have these rewards. And they really do have these rewards where you can kill snakes and bring in their eggs because they're trying to stop their overpopulation because they're destroying the environment in Florida. And they grow, they can swallow like a horse or a deer or a person. And uh, he has to do this because he's trying to earn enough money to, he's like an entrepreneur and he wants to start a business because he thinks he can grow this berry that will help 
people with prostate cancer, which is very prevalent. And um, it turns into a lot of stuff, you know, his, his convict uh, brother, and they get uh, involved in this crazy thing with uh, this guy that's a motivational speecher, speaker, but he's, he's almost like a criminal. And uh, it turned out to be a really good series, and they just renewed that season uh, roll with it got canceled unfortunately and uh, so I, I watched the first season and enjoyed it and then i rewatched funny farm uh chevy chase movie where he goes he's a sports writer and then he goes out of his his norm to move out to the country with his wife and be, try to write a book and uh that turns crazy has i love that it's probably like the 20th time i watched it and then we watched ambulance which was on Peacock, I believe. And I wanted to see that at the theater, but we never got around to it. And uh, very high-paced action. I give it a 4 out of 5. And then the 5 out of 5 is we just watched American Reunion and American Pie 2 again. So uh, there were 42 comics read that week of COVID. Uh, one Verit- Verit- Veritalk, um one Valiant, one Scout, one Red 5, 18 Marvel, 12 Kickstarters, 3 Image, uh, 1 Blacktooth, 2 Behemoth, 2 AWA. So uh, that was a good week, 42 comics. I've uh, been averaging about 30 lately. Uh, let's start at the 3 out of 5s. We had Sista Underworld Pimp Hustler. Well, let's say it, number 2. Uh, I did not remember issue 1 at all, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I think I like number one because uh, I ordered number two, but I'm not going to continue with this. I it, it was one that uh, it looks nice, but I was a little lost in the storytelling. I think I liked issue one and uh, led me to buy issue two, but um, that's where I'm stopping. Bolero, I, I enjoyed number one. We talked about it on Geek Brunch. I read number two, and she's porting uh, into her different bodies uh, in, a, in this multiverse scenario, uh, but it, she doesn't seem to be getting happier, and I wasn't really digging the story or the main character, and you're seeing the whole book through this character's eyes. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, read it, but I wasn't much uh, enjoying it. And then it's raining outside, and Harley keeps knocking, but she doesn't go outside. So, uh... She's just, I have to go get up and, oh, and it's going to be close to when Barb's going to call me saying she's leaving. So I got to like try to get this done. Got Defenders number five. Uh, This was uh, the new series. um, And there's another one coming and it's by Al Ewing. And uh, this is probably the only Defenders uh, that I'll ever rate a three out of five. It's by Al Ewing, which I love from Immortal Hulk, but I just don't get this at all. And I wasn't crazy about the art style, so uh, or the team that was assembled, uh, other than Doctor Strange. But you know there was Cloud, the Masked Rider, who was very interesting in the Marvel Comics 100 or what 1000, whatever it was, uh, where Al Ewing introduced that character. And they had Cloud and um, Galactus's mom. It's, it's crazy lineup. Um, 
I found the unmasking of the masked raider to be underwhelming. A matter of fact, I couldn't tell you who it is anymore because I'm underwhelmed. Uh, my least favorite incarnation of the Defenders to date. Seems like there are no ramifications if you read 1 through 5. Um, and there's going to be a sequel. And everything was set back to exactly the way it was uh, started, except for uh, what happened to Cloud. So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't too impressed with it. I am, go I am a Defenders completist, however. So I will follow al ewing into the next incarnation which is an entire different team and see how that goes a kickstarter pray for the sinner now this anytime there's a nun kickstarter i am for it and she sort of looks like a nun but she's more like a, a person that was uh uh she turned into a vengeful character because uh, she was in like a space prison satellite and got attacked by some of the prisoners as, as she was like a, in the medical facility. Um, but on the space uh, prison, a horrible prison arrives and Sin, which is her, must she must fight this horrible prisoner. She loses but is saved by another unknown female, uh, which we'll probably see in Pray for the Sinner uh number five number four sorry and this is from counterpoint comics counterpoint comics is uh produced by marat michaels so if you're a rob liefeld look for these kickstarters because marat's uh doing a lot of them we have legions of monsters uh two through four uh this was a comic series that features the marvel monsters uh Morbius, uh, Frankenstein the Monster, uh, I forget who the black creature from the Black Lagoon's name is, but uh, Jack uh, Russell, uh, Werewolf by Night, The Living Mummy from Marvel Comics, and Alyssa Bloodstone, who's a monster hunter. She teams up with the Legion of Monsters to stop a virus uh, from turning all monsters evil. The virus was created by Morbius many, many years ago when he was manipulated by love. Uh, we then get another four out of fives from Image Comics. We have Ghost Cage. Uh, they're still having to restore power to this facility in the world because the, uh, the terrorist attack happens to a power facility. And she's uh, got an eye, uh, like a eye, IA, uh, artificial intelligence AI uh, robot that looks like an eye that is helping her. The daughter of the owner saves our main character. We have Mega number two. This is from Red 5. Uh, looked beautiful. This is Kaiju. Uh, Mega number one was way better. Uh, number two looked beautiful, but wanted more fleshed out between the little girl and her grandpa, which he gave her something, some kind of weird whistle that would allow her to call the good kaiju, kind of like Godzilla. Like you could call, hey, Godzilla, we're going to terrorize Godzilla, come and save. Like, it was like the cartoon, right? Uh, that was kind of the idea, and uh, it was really nice. And it had a large format, like you had to buy a magazine bag and magazine board to but it's mostly not by uh it's by length it's a it's a little overextended however they did collect a trade that had the two issues and it was regular size so i found that odd armor clads number two is from valiant i'm enjoying this the leader gets sent to prison for not obeying orders and the rest of the team is in chains but they managed to escape
We have X deaths of and 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 what armor clads is it's a bunch of like they mine this like spice that keeps life uh, in the universe. So they're like miners in, in armor and uh they get attacked and they kind of have to fight in this armor even though it's like the construction armor uh not as big but it, you see uh, Ripley get into in, in aliens, but uh, armor clads. So uh, we have X Deaths of Wolverine. I finally finished that one, two through five. Really interesting story that started off as more of a McTaggart story, but then ended up uh, a Wolverine phalanx story. So um, I kind of like the Mora McTaggart piece of it better when she was being hunted by Mystique. We have X-Men uh, 6 through 7. Uh, this is uh, it gives the backstory of Mystique and Destiny and why Destiny can't be resurrected. Then we get a story about Crucible process and how a mutant sacrifices one's, oneself to be resurrected if they had lost their powers during M-Day where Wanda said no more mutants. So they kind of like make a sacrifice where like they'll get killed and then they get reincarnated by the island and uh, they come back with their powers. Um, we have uh, Pray for the Sinner Vampirella. That, we just talked about Pray for the Sinner. This is a team up with Dynamite uh, and Counterpoint Comics. Uh, a team up on Dracon. Uh, to take down drug dealers selling vampire plasm as a drug. And uh, Vampirella and uh, Sin have to work together. That was an entertaining crossover available on the Kickstarter. We got Catfight versus Naughty and Nice. I can't remember if this is Counterpoint 2. Um, this is a, a fun cat uh, fight for sure. Uh, doing a real good job reading Kickstarters when they arrive. And uh, hopefully I can keep this up because... Uh, they, I spend a lot, so if I get like four Kickstarters a week, uh, sometimes I get two. I'll just try to read them as they come in. This week, I think I've read every Kickstarter I've gotten, so uh, good good on me. Uh, we have uh, Black Bishop from Evolution, also a Kickstarter. Uh, this is a mercenary uh, rescues an individual in the Middle East. She might become part of a larger team. And a matter of fact, there's a new Kickstarter called Project Something or Another that's from Evolution where she's going to be a member of the Black Bishop. So I don't know if she's going to have an issue too, but she's going to be joining this team. We have Marvel Comics Presents 1 through 4, Wolverine and Mandapore against Razor Fist, uh, Satin, and uh, Roche. And... Uh, I love this. I, I was listening to 11 o'clock comics and I wanted to reread it and I did. And Barb just texted me saying leaving. Okay. So she's going to go and do Popeye. So I think I can finish and she's going to bring Popeye's, uh, the spicy chicken sandwiches home. If, if Popeye's isn't too packed, we have rise of Ultraman number one and two, a secret or this is a Marvel comic. Really well drawn and, and well told. Like I, I never watched Ultraman ever, and um, I'm still getting this, by the way. Uh, even though I was trying to reduce a little bit of Marvel, the new ones in the previews, and I decided to keep it. A secret organization tries to find out secrets that are kept within their organization about kaiju. 
one friend of the cops merges with an ultra to fight kaiju and uh that guy that that actually gets the power of ultra man uh he merges with the ultra uh he is not part of that police organization to fight the kaiju he was denied uh access so uh his girlfriend not really sexual girlfriend but friend that's a girl is part of that police force but then she's getting hunted by her corporation and uh things aren't looking good for her we have pentagram of horror it it has an exclamation point pentagram of horror a very interesting artistic depiction of what happens to you when you sell your soul to the devil uh, Venus Domina, this is from Verotic. The origin of Venus and how she became a Donna Matrix. She seems to be a mutant with vaginas along her ribcage. Uh, the cover is drawn by Dave Stevens. <laughs> it is an interesting comic book, by the way. Uh, she was sort of dropped off because of her mutant by her mutant appearance by her parents and raised to be a Don, Donna Matrix. Uh, because of her situation um that was written by glenn danzig it only had a cover by uh, dave stevens of rocketeer fame we have cowboy bebop number three really enjoying this comic book i wish it would be an ongoing uh because i, I love the netflix live action show uh didn't care for the cartoon but uh loved the live action so there you go i'm the opposite of everybody but uh the crew has to f- get f- fire noodles so they can trade it for the second quantum vest the quantum vest uses five dimensions to grant the wearer good luck uh, many bounty hunters are after spike jet black and fave valentine the main characters of cowboy bebop death tally another kickstarter number two uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend become the new death and oracle she becomes death her boyfriend becomes Oracle, are now working with the aliens to try to save humanity. But are they really helping? We got Warbound 2 through 3. Uh, this is another Kickstarter. You learn uh, one of the doctors is Medusa, uh, tied in with a sorcerer. A new inmate works with Warbound to start a riot. Uh, so if you've read books like Bloodhound or... This is, feels like a berserker. It feels like From Blood also, which is by Zach Bassett uh, from that publisher. Um, Warbound is from Evolution, uh, 4 out of 5. So all the 4 out of 5 started with Ghost Cage. Um, we got Voodoo Cowboy. This was entertaining. It was number 1. This is a Kickstarter. A sheriff asked for the help uh, to unpossess a woman. And he does, uh, but when he, they find the sheriff is the possessed by the demon, and he wants Voodoo Cowboy's artifacts. So he, the demon actually lures the Voodoo Cowboy into this situation to unpossess the woman, but he really wants the artifacts that the Voodoo Cowboy is bringing with him. We have Emo Girl number one. This is from the Black Tooth comics. It is solicited in previews. Uh, this is not a Kickstarter. You might think it is by title. But uh, a girl's father is going to get the death sentence for being a serial killer. But what they don't know is that he was killing vampires. The girl tries to establish a life in school. 
and with the family she is living with. Excellent art and story and execution. Really good number one issue. Uh, flesh-eating cheerleaders from outer space. The cheerleaders start to kill more people at the fraternity uh, orgy party. Uh, one frames a professor in front of the wife. Uh, one turns herself in. Uh, the police think she's innocent. I really like this one. This is like slugs that possess cheerleaders and causes all kinds of chaos. We have Wolf Hunter. This is a flip book uh, for Silverline Kickstarter. These were really good books, by the way. The Wolf Hunter was a British pilot, is in, uh, injured, and then asked by his uh, prime minister to become a, uh, a spy, and he's reluctant to. We then have Sirens. This one I like slightly more than Wolf, Wolf Hunter because I like voodoo stories. And this is a, a businessman falls in love with a voodoo werewolf in New Orleans and is in the process of becoming a zombie. I'll, I'll look forward to uh, the continuation of both of those. Uh, we have Defenders 54, uh, Red Guardian, and Sergi. This is the original series. Now, now we're in the four out of fives. Because I love the original series. Uh, Red Guardian and Sergi cause nuclear explosion that destroys an Atlantean ship they are traveling in. The defenders stand to stop Sergi. Meanwhile, Val, uh, Valkyrie, uh, gets uh, enrolled and falls asleep while watching Dollar Bill's movie on a date. Uh, Nick Fury uh, backup. Uh, and you're going to remember that Barbara, uh, the guy that is... Barbara's body was possessed by Valkyrie, and then she doesn't even know her husband. Well, her husband became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or was asked to by Nick Fury in this uh, run of the Defenders. Uh, so they had that backup uh, Nick Fury story about uh, life model decoys. Uh, we got um, Amazing Spider-Man number 89 and 91. Uh, this is the Beyond story. The Spider-Man, Ben... And others have to take down the Queen Goblin. The spiders go after the Beyond Corporation to take them down. And that woman is looks like she's almost to be defeated. But who knows what she got up, uh, up her sleeve. It looks like the the board that controls Beyond Corporation is, is leading her to take the fall. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, slumber number two. The last four out of five, it's the detective thinks he may have murdered someone and seeks the help from the team. He is being possessed by the demon that the main character who goes into people's dreams is after. Like, that's the whole reason she went into this occupation. Uh, the five out of fives were knighted, three and four. I uh, went to the storage unit to get five just this past week. The new knight takes on the cyborg gang as he tries to learn the ropes from his Alfred. Alfred can, can control the fight with the visor as long as the visor stays intact. So he's like a Batman character. And as long as the costume's intact, Alfred can help because this guy doesn't really know how to fight. Uh, his girlfriend is kind of trying to get their relationship back on track. He is trying to be the man of the house for his nephew who has cancer. And he also finds out he has he is the knight. Until My Knuckles Bleed, number two and three, a bodyguard, former superhero, tries protecting a girl at a strip club. Later, the club is shut down, and he tries to figure out why. Has some backup stories with his former team when he was a superhero. 
it's very much like a Frank Miller and Darwin Cook drawn book and even has some of the sensibilities of Sin City. So I, I, I really like that one. It's a five out of five from Behemoth, uh, number two and three, and Knighted from AWA, three and four were five out of fives that week. Okay, now I'm going to marshal through uh, the next week, which is the day after COVID. I returned to work. Uh, I gave uh, Miss Marvel on Disney Plus a four out of five, and I gave uh, Ben Kenobi a five out of five on Disney Plus. So that kind of tells you where I'm at. Enjoying Miss Marvel a lot, a lot. It's even got me reading the comic book, which I've never read before. I, I've read her in the Champions, and I've read her on some follow-on minis but i hadn't read that initial series and now i'm reading it so that tells you how much i'm liking it because i'm going back to read the source material there were a total of 33 comics that's still a good uh, week one valiant three opus uh 15 marvel 11 image one fanographics and two dynamite we'll start with the three out of fives we have elvira the wrath of khan this was a kickstarter but i didn't buy it as a kickstarter it was reoffered is dynamite book and it's actually written by elvira and elvira deals with an orange monster zombies at a convention <clears throat> i gave that a three out of five a, a, a town called terror number two <coughs> i liked more number one but this is the son trying to escape the father and uh the father's put him in a between a rock and a hard place and his wife is still looking for him Phalanx number one, this is uh, advertised as a return to the image launch, 90s, by one of the Luna brothers. An agent goes after an alien in the past to team up with a superhero team called the Phalanx. Um, she gets trapped in the past along with that, and uh, but does defeat the villain that she went back in time for. Silk number two, Silk goes to a concert uh, of another a superhero called Luna Stowe. She's one of the Asian uh, launches um, Marvel uh, characters. I really like her. Um, we have Sabretooth. Uh, Sabretooth plots with others to escape the prison on Krakoa. It does make it sound like Xavier and others have unethically put these prisoners in a living hell inside of Krakoa. It's like prisoner abuse, in my opinion. Uh, King Spawn, number 10, it focuses on Terry Fitzgerald and his role to stop Wanda from being reincarnated. We have Carnage, the new series, number 1 and 2. Carnage is searching for a new host. And uh, he's stealing, he, he's like trying to absorb the powers of hero like villains so he goes after hydro man in issue one and then in issue two he goes after the spot so uh the spot has been hot a lot in speculation because he's supposed to be into the new into the new spider verse as the villain uh we got uh the four out of five super freaks this is a fan created book that focuses on savage dragon it's really well done um there's a savage fan cast and a lot of these people that do the fan cast are involved with these fan fan comics we have amazing spider-man number 92 colleen and misty team up with spider-man to take on the lizard who is sent out by the beyond corporation ben goes after the leader of beyond we have slumber number three the main character is now the nightmare of the detective 
So we just talked about two in the previous week. The Rise of Ultraman number three. The corporation tries to get the location of the girl that used to be part of the corporation hunting kaiju. They don't know the Ultra Armor is merged with her friend uh, who they have with them. We have uh, Armor Clads number three. The leader is going to ally himself with the core guy who is trying to seek the god armor. The team is modifying their armors to rescue their leader, even though he's teaming up with the guy in the corporation to go after the god armor. Uh, Carnage Forever, a 4 out of 5. Carnage possesses a little homeless girl, and it's a pretty creepy story. I like this better than the actual Carnage series that followed this uh, one-shot. Scorch number 5, the team takes on the Sentinel creator, uh, created to destroy him. So this being is like a a sentinel that goes after spawns. Um, I forget what they're called. Devourers, I think. But uh, we got uh, Gunslinger spawn. Gunslinger takes on a demon from his past that uh, he, he was with Jessica in a bar in the previous issue. And now they're taking on, he's taking on a demon that knew him from the past. And he does take him out pretty harsh. Um, so he's lived since the 1800s as well. We have Spawn number 329, the origin of the Forsaken. The Forsaken goes after the corporation he was working for, specifically Cordelia. Cordella. We have Amazing Spider-Man number two. Uh, this is the brand new series. Peter, Peter babysits uh, Norman Osborn's grandson. Peter also is dealing with the war between the Rose and Tombstone. Tombstone recovers from the bombing of his building. We have Bloodstained Teeth from Image Comics. The vampire tries to eliminate the vampires he created, and he starts with a boxer, and I can't remember what the other one was, but it was interesting. I liked it. I uh, love the art. I love the colors on this book. Uh, Disturbed Dark Messiah. This is from Opus. And this is by the band, well, it's not by the band, inspired by the band that I think Tim Silly writes it, uh, inspired by the band that uh, Disturbed. And uh, this the demon goes into the body of a firefighter and a uh, really good firefighter story. And like I said, my dad is a firefighter, so I really uh, bonded with the story. Art was very crisp. From Opus Comics, we have Death Dealer 1 and 2. If you like Conan and a possessed guy, he's more like the claw. So if you're aware of the claw, claw looks exactly like a Conan, but he had to work with the demon and he got the claw hand. Well, the the Death Dealer is kind of like a helmet, and uh, he's got possessed by a demon. But a woman and child are captured, and he has to go to their rescue. We have the beautiful artwork, by the way, uh, five out of five. So we started the five out of fives with Death Dealer. The closet I rated a five out of five. A father tries to help his own son with a monster in the cl closet with something he, that he learned from the bartender called uh, Unicorn Piss. Uh, Marvel Comics presents 5 and 10, 5 through 10, Wolverine and Tiger Tiger kill Ro Ro Roche and stop his group of villains in Mandapore. And that leads you into Wolverine number one. Wolverine rescues passengers from a plane that the pirates had captured. We have Elvira in Horrorland. This was amazing, but Elvira takes is ported to the world of the Psycho movie. And it's so well done that she's like got scenes of Psycho 
and uh, she gets there before the main female gets there to take her shower and uh, we deal with that plus it like when she goes up to the house to help the the main female girl she runs across uh, Vince Vaughn who, who's in the remake of Psycho <laughs> it was really funny I really enjoyed that Elvira and Horrorland from Dynamite Comics Red Room Trigger Warnings focuses on the cop desk clerk, the decimator, I think is his name, his daughter, and the Red Room. So it was done really good by Ed Piscor, where the bottom panel focuses on uh, the decimator character, that police clerk, and what go- what he goes through. And then on the top one, it's the eye- seen through the eyes of his daughter, who's really innocent, and thinks... Uh, very fondly of her father but she starts to learn what her father might be doing and then the middle is the torture that the decimator does to the characters on live tv with the guys that are watching it on the scroll so that's how that's told we have eight billion genies this is a phenomenal my top five out of five from image comics charles soul i think writes this one but it's a it's about uh what if these genies were released uh and they can grant you one wish and only one wish what would you wish for and it focuses on this band that's playing in this bar that's doesn't get a lot of people in it and they're kind of using it as a rehearsal and it focuses on the actual bartender and the uh, a little boy that goes to find his drunk father and the drunk father and uh it's really interesting what happens and how the bar is sort of protected because of one of the wishes. And if you open the door, there's absolute chaos happening in that world. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of uh, Mike M's Weekly Reads. Wow. I uh, took us through uh, this week. I'm caught up in my list, which means I didn't write any of my comics I wrote for the last week, but uh, I'm getting close to being on a regular basis. So uh, thank you for listening. I am Mike Myers, and you can reach me at Mike Myers Brunch on Twitter. You can send me email at mike at comicbooknoise.com. You can find this podcast at geekbrunchpodcast.com, or you can find it on Facebook at geekbrunchpodcast.com podcast click the like button after top typing those terms and you'll find all the episode threads there uh please tweet me any questions or send me email any questions you might have and i ran out of questions so i could use some more i want to thank you for listening and if i record one next week i'll be caught up so uh here we go (laughs) i'll talk to you soon take care everybody bye